Romans chapter number 10, be reading verse 3 and verse 4. Romans chapter 10, verse 3 and verse 4. The Bible says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Let's go to the Lord a word of prayer. Dear Lord, most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I love you so much. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings, your grace, your love, your goodness, and your kindness. Lord, I pray that God, you would bless us tonight as we gather around your word. Thank you for blessing everything that's been done thus far. Thank you for the sweet songs of Zion. God, thank you for the joy I get to be with God's people. I pray for a little while tonight you'd help us, Lord, expound these truths. And God, I pray that you would let the word of God reach the hearts and the ears of the people tonight. And I pray, God, that we'd leave here better than we came. And Lord, if there's one loss under the sound of my voice tonight that does not know you in the free pardon of sin, I pray tonight would be the night they come to know you and your saving love. And God, I, I, Lord, I would be a fool, Lord, to, to think that everyone under the sound of my voice was, was uh, right with you, God. And Lord, I'm sure tonight there's those that are not sure of their salvation. God, I pray tonight they would know uh, that they're saved, and I pray, God, that they would leave with full assurance of faith. And, God, for the child of God tonight, Lord, I pray, Lord, if they're running on empty, God, I pray you'd f- fill them up, and, God, give them some fuel for the journey. And I pray, God, we leave this place better than when we came. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. Do eternal work, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You might be seated. We're looking tonight at Romans chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. And as I told you a moment ago, I did not intend uh, to just preach these two verses. I thought surely I'd probably preach uh, at least verse 5 uh, or down through verse 6 and 7. But this is not the way the Lord led me tonight. So I want to give you a real simple thought tonight. And maybe, I just maybe, I'm not going to promise, but we might just be short and sweet to the point tonight. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we, we, we'll let the Lord be the discerner of that. But we're looking at verse 3 and verse number 4 in Romans chapter number 10. And I want to preach a message entitled tonight, The Search for Salvation. The search for salvation. The search for salvation. That is what we see here in these verses. Last week I, we concluded looking at verse number 2 and we talked about a problem of the Jews. I didn't call it the problem because of Miss Meyer, there's more than just one problem mentioned about the Jews here in these verses. And verse 3 is going to continue uh, that thought. And uh, verse 4, going to spoil it. Verse 4 will provide the answer to the problem. And thank God we have a God who has the solution for whatever we need. Amen. I'm thankful for that tonight. So the search for salvation. Look with me, if you will, verse number 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Number one we see in verse number three, and I didn't know, I'm going to give you two points. You can decide which one you like better. I wasn't sure which one to go with, but it's the same idea. The number, the first thing we see in verse three is we see their quest. We see their quest or their error. There's kind of two messages running parallel in my mind. It's kind of like they took a test and messed up, and then God's going to show them the right answer here in a minute. But they are searching for something. They are in pursuit of something. They are looking for something. They are on a quest. So number one, we see their quest or their error in verse three. The word for, the very first word of verse number three, for. 
uh, points back to the previous verse. Every time you see the word for, uh, you know that it, it, it's really stemming off the previous verse. So verse 3 builds upon what we saw in verse 2. Verse 3 builds upon Israel having a, tra- a tradition-based zeal of God instead of a knowledge-based zeal of God. We talked about that last week in detail. I can't go back and re-preach it again tonight. But there surely is a difference in having a knowledge-based zeal of God because you know from experience uh, than having a tradition-based zeal of God when you're just doing what everybody else has done. I'm going to say this and move on quickly. I'm glad I'm not at church tonight because mama said to. I'm glad I'm not at church tonight because I was asked to come. I'm glad I'm at church tonight because I want to be in the house of God. I didn't read my Bible today because I had to. I read my Bible today because I wanted to. I spent time in prayer today not because I had to, and I do have to, but I wanted to. Somebody help me there tonight. Uh, There is a difference in a tradition-based zeal and a knowledge-based zeal. So verse 3 is going to build on that reality. Verse 3 provides some reasons for this sad reality. The reason they have a knowledge-based or a tradition-based zeal rather than a knowledge-based zeal. So we have a couple of reasons found in verse 3 why that is the case. Why they're operating on tradition and not on knowledge. Reason number one, the Bible gives it to us. Uh, they're being ignorant of God's righteousness. I've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again. It's not wrong to be, uh, it's, not, it's not bad to be ignorant, it's bad to stay ignorant. Now, it's one thing to not know anything, uh, but it's, it's another thing to be okay with not knowing anything. Help me there tonight. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is Israel, they had no excuse to be ignorant. They had been given more light than any people, any race, any tongue, any uh, congregation. They'd been given so much light they had no excuse to be ignorant. It'd be kind of like this. It'd be like me growing up in a firefighter's home and not knowing anything about fire safety. We got a whole lot of instruction. Uh, but little, little did my dad know, the more he told, uh, the more that curiosity built. Somebody say amen right there. We're not pyromaniacs, but my brother, he'll listen to this tomorrow. He did make a flamethrower one time, all right? Amen. I don't know what lie he told to get out of that one. I'm not really sure, amen. But the truth of the matter is, is this. If me, if me and my brother, and my uh, maybe my even my younger brother and younger, if we were to make those bad decisions, it would not be because we were ignorant. It would be because we were rebels. In Israel, they weren't ignorant uh, because they didn't have the opportunity. They were ignorant because they were rebels. It'd be like, well, uh, going to school for 13 years and coming out and not being able to read. It's either you got a bad problem or you are a rebel and you, you refuse to learn to read. I'm going to say it again. Make it all through school and not know how to read. It's either you got a serious learning problem or you got... A discipline problem. I don't know how to say that any other way. They were ignorant, being ignorant of God's righteousness. You say, well, Brother Jacob, what's the big idea about God's righteousness? Well, if you think that you can, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but their mindset, their mentality, and some people have that same mentality today, is that I can be good. God God can't really be that great, can He? I mean, He's not like, I mean, He's not like some kind of Superman, or, or He's not, you know, He's not really special. I mean, I can be good. I can be moral. And that's the problem. When you put God on man's level, man don't have to rise very far to, to reach a man, a God's man. 
But when you get God up on the God plane and you say, i got to try to reach that standard, you realize real quick you cannot reach that standard. They being ignorant of God's righteousness, they knew God was holy. They knew God was powerful. They saw what God had done. and They knew that God is in His creative work. He knew what He did up there on the mountain with Moses. He knew what He did for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He knew what He did for them in Egypt. He knew, they knew what He did for them at the Red Sea. He knew what He did to them uh, bringing them out of Babylon. He knew what they, they knew how good God was, but they failed to see how righteous God was. I think I mentioned this on Sunday, but I'm going to mention it again because maybe somebody missed it. An old preacher named R.C. Sproles. I, I knew he wrote books, but apparently he was a preacher too. And uh, I heard him just uh, sharing or teaching. And he said, of all the attributes of God, there's only one occurrence in the Bible or one attribute where a thrice repetition is used about an attribute of God. It never says God is love, love, love. It never says God is nice, nice, nice. It never says God is kind, kind, kind. It doesn't ever say God is wise, wise, wise. But it does say God is holy, holy, holy. I think there's a reason behind that. I don't know. I think Brother Sproles knew what he was talking about. But they could not see the righteousness of God. They were missing what they cannot see. Now, y'all bear with me. Just let me say it this way. I'm not trying to be goofy. But it's kind of like a child saying, can't see you. Well, yeah, you can. You're looking through the cracks right now. You see him. You see that child. That child sees you. And I know it's play and imagination, but what kind of what Israel did, Brother Ed, is they said, well, God's righteous can't see it. I can't see. I cannot see the righteousness of God. The truth is, is, is not being able to see something and uh, purposely and obstinately turning your head to not see it. It's not the same as being blind. Uh, looking that way, I can't see it, is not the same as being spiritually blind. And they were blind. But they were blind because they turned their head. Can somebody help me with that tonight? They were missing what they cannot see. Beholding His righteousness is possible. But Israel would not or could not see it. They have not seen the very thing that they desperately need to see. There are things in this life... I really come to terms, I, I may never see him. I'm 28 years old. I don't think I'll see all the wonders of the world. You, oh, you don't know. I just don't really have an interest to. There's a lot of things that you've seen that have been beautiful things, wonderful sights to behold. I mean, a photo-worthy moments of time and uh, photo-worthy structures and photo-worthy uh, uh, of places you've been. Brother George, and those things are fine and well in their place. But the one thing that ever... Listen, you say, well, you can't go your whole life without seeing the wonders of the world. Well, I could, but you know the worst thing somebody could go through their life without seeing is not the wonders of the world. The worst thing somebody could go through this life is not seeing the righteousness of God. And when, Brother Ed, when you see the very righteousness of God, see how holy and perfect and sinless and wonderful and mighty He is, it shows you your need of a Savior. And uh, they couldn't see it. They could not see it. Reason one, they were ignorant of God's righteousness. Reason number two found in, in verse number three is they're going about to establish their own righteousness in which they did not submit themselves unto the righteousness of God. And the first reason we noticed that they were missing what they could not see or, or cannot see, but they were here they were attempting to do what they could not do. 
Say it again. They were missing what they could not, cannot see, but here they are attempting what they cannot do. Now, I thought about this today, and I don't want anybody to uh, think I'm being goofy when I say I try to thought of an, an impossibility. I don't know if somebody would, could try to be smart aleck about it. I don't think anybody would, but maybe somebody would. I'm not sure. But I try to think about you can, you can try all you want to, but I, I, and I'm being very specific. So you cannot pick up a full-grown elephant. You can't do it. Well, I'm going to go pick up that elephant. You cannot pick up a full-grown elephant. Somebody would say, well, you can get a baby. I don't know how much the babies weigh. I think they weigh like 600 pounds, so good luck with that. The world's strongest men might be able to, um, but uh, average folks can't pick up an elephant of any age or size. You can't pick up an elephant. And you say, well, that's goofy, Brother Jacob. Nobody's going to try to pick up a full-grown African elephant. You're right. That would be a ludicrous for somebody to try to do that. But you know, another thing that's equally as impossible is for people to try to earn their own righteousness and find favor with God on their own merit. It's in, Brother George, it's you can attempt it all you want to, but you cannot do it. I thought about this today, and I'm not trying to be goofy. There are some things in this life I just, I can't do. I can't do. There's things in this life I'm learning to do. I said, okay, I got a plumbing, plumbing problem. I said, all right, I'm going to ask Brother Thomas, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, watch some videos, make sure I'm doing it right. And you know, sure, well, I did it. I'm going to have to make a couple extra trips to Home Depot, but I learned how to do it. But there are things in life you say, well, you can learn, you can try. You can't do brain surgery. Listen to me. If you're here or not, you can't do brain surgery. You can't do it. Well, I'd figure it out. I mean, you can might remove a brain, but you can't do brain surgery. Somebody say amen. And I'm going to think on that lot today about the medical world. There's not a lot of things I could do in that medical world. I learned when I took sports medicine in high school, if I had to and someone was suffocating, I'm pretty sure I could do an emergency tracheotomy, which is put a tube in somebody's throat so they wouldn't die. I think I could, I'd give it a shot before I watch somebody die. And I think, I think, if I had to, brother, I think I could give somebody stitches if it was life and death. But then again, if it's on the inside, I don't think I could do the stitches. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Give me some fishing line and a fish hook. We'll, 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 it'll be painful. We'll get the job done. Somebody say amen. I can't do brain surgery. I'm not a doctor. I couldn't do dentistry. I'm not a, I don't even know what you call the eye doctor. There's like 14 different titles you give eye doctors. I can't work on eyes either. I cannot do it. And you say, well, well, you could learn. There's some things I can't learn. I'm, I, I'm just not, I'm not qualified to learn. There's things I'm not qualified to do. And there's many people in the world today, they're operating in a sense that they are trying to earn God's favor. You say, I don't know about that. Uh, there, there's religions all over the world, but there's some who claim Christianity who are trying that very thing today. To try to earn righteousness. To find in themselves favor which is pleasing to God. Can I just pull something for you tonight? Y'all may not know this about your pastor, but can I just tell you something about your pastor? There is absolutely nothing good in me at all. Outside of Jesus, I am good for nothing in this life. You say, oh, that's not true, Brother Jacob. I know me, and you may lie to yourself about you, but there is nothing good innately in us outside of what's in us because of the Lord of glory. I have no righteousness. All the righteousness I have are from Him. They were attempting what they could not do. The aim or pursuit of some self-justifying righteousness... Is unattainable. So people don't really try to do that. There are people who say, well, I followed the catechism, or I followed this rule, or I followed that rule, and I, you know, I, I try to invite people into the kingdom. 
Jehovah's Witness. No, I, you know, I, I live by these certain rules and I follow these revelations, the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Trying to earn favor with God. There are some people today who claim Christian. Well, I'm going to live right. I'm going to go to heaven because I live right. And then they think a bad word in traffic and then they got to get saved again. And they believe, they generally believe that they died in traffic. After thinking of an ugly word, they think that they would die and go to the devil. So I don't know about y'all, that sounds like a self-justifying righteousness. I'm not, Brother Bill, if I had to depend on me to go to heaven, I'd be in trouble. But I'm not depending on me to go to heaven. I'm depending on God to go to heaven. I can, but sister, I've been depending on God to go to heaven since I was six years old. And that ain't going to change. Not one day soon. Amen. I'm depending on Him. Their quest, their error, they were missing what they could not see. They were attempting what they could not do. Mankind has endeavored for self-reform for over 6,000 years. And have never once succeeded. You say, Adam and Eve, what did they do? Let's make aprons made of figs. Fig leaves. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's build a tower to reach to God. Let us do this. Brother Ed, man's tried it. They keep trying it. They're going to keep trying it. And they're never going to. So why? There's something missing in man. And they keep looking this way to find the answer. Instead of looking this way. For the answer. If you want righteousness, you ain't going to find it here. You ain't going to find it mom and daddy. You ain't going to find it in your, in your family or fulfillment in life. The only way you can find that righteousness, that missing piece of the puzzle, is at the foot of the old rugged cross. Amen. I, I read somewhere today, it said the Jews were trying to find favor at Mount Sinai, but they should have been trying to favor at Mount Calvary. Amen. That's the truth of the matter. You, you can, I, I live so good. You can't live good enough. You need Jesus. I needed Jesus. Jews cannot make themselves righteous. Gentiles cannot make themselves righteous. Men cannot make themselves righteous. Women cannot make themselves righteous. And children cannot make themselves righteous. We all need the Lord. Mankind has, has, has tried and will try every depend-on-yourself route but rejects the depend on God route. Now I've said that, I think I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to say it again. There's really only two kinds of religion. I said last week there's a do religion and there's done religion. Well, can I break it down one step further? There's a depend on yourself route, or there's a depend on God route. That's the only two routes. Everything else is you're depending on you. There's a pre. Uh, there's an old preacher. I think that think the quote said he was an old. Uh, Presbyterian preacher, I think his name was Robert McCheyenne, and he was witness to somebody. And she said, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, you, you must not know who I am. And he said, lady, when you stand for God, it don't matter who you are. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's the truth tonight. You're going to stand before God, and it's not going to say, well, I did this, and I did that, and I belong to this club, and I belong to that club, I belong to this church, and I did this. It doesn't matter about you. It matters what you did with Him. Are you depending on Him? Or are you depending on you? I, I'm, I, I've tried to relate, go through this in my mind today, and I'm going to just trust the Lord to help me with it. But I heard a preacher say this one time, and I don't want y'all to think I'm crazy. I, I'm just going to, I feel the Lord will say this. I, I hope He helps me with the words. I believe this book. I don't understand all of it. If you, if you tell me you understand it all, you're a liar, okay? I don't, Brother Bill, I don't understand it all, okay? 
But I believe it all. I believe it's God's Word. And I believe His Word says that if I'll trust Him, I'll have my faith in Him, I get to go to heaven when I die. Be free from sin. Y'all believe that tonight? Yes, sir. One preacher said one time, he said, I believe this book. I believe what it says about Him. I believe what it says about me. And I believe what it says about salvation. And I believe what it says about eternity. But if I, there ever comes a time that I wake up in hell, it's because I went to hell believing that book. I don't want, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. He said, but I obeyed God. I believe what he said. And if I wake up in hell, God might as well be there with me. He said, oh, that's awful. The, 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 the moral of the story is, is you're, if you believe what he said, you're not going to hell no more than God's going to hell. That's the truth of the matter. And I, I believe this book. I depend on him. Or, let me ask you tonight and move on. Are you depending on him? Or are you depending on yourself? One thing that's confusing, it's rampant in old-fashioned churches. It's probably rampant in, in modern churches as well. But people get so confused about their salvation. And this is what they say, did I do, was, was this right? Did I say the right thing? Did I, was my emotions right? Was I this right? Or, and you know, so, because what happens is preachers come to, different preacher comes in week, and every preacher preaches a different gospel. Oh, you got to be crying. What first said you had to be crying? If you had gum in your mouth when you went to the altar, you didn't get saved. What verse said that? Now, I don't believe you'll go down popping the bubble gum and popping on the way back. When, when eternal God moves in, I do, I do think there's some seriousness going on there. Oh, you, you, you get right with them, you get saved. I mean, you'll be, I mean, you be perfect. What verse said that? I mean, when you get saved, I mean, boom, you are a, you're, you're a super saint. What verse you read? And what happens is the preachers preach a different gospel week in and week out. And none of the gospels they're preaching are actually the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. And people get so confused and they say, well, did I do right? And did I this and I that and I that? Spoiler alert, your salvation ain't about you. Right, sir. Your salvation's about Him. Right. He's the Savior. I'm a sinner. He said He can fix it. And I'm banking on Him that He's going to fix it. Everybody okay tonight? Well, try every depend on yourself route, but man will reject to depend on God route. I don't say this. I can't preach on this long now. I've already gone longer than I wanted to. Mankind, I'm not going to preach on it. I'm just going to mention it, and y'all just nod your head and we'll roll on. Mankind will yes anything, but they will not yes God. They'll yes everything, but they will not yes God. Just look at it. Because they went about trying to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You know what salvation is? is realizing He's perfectly right, you're wholly wrong, He's perfect altogether lovely, and you're wicked and vile, and yes. if you, you don't trust Him, you're, 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 you're in danger of hellfire. Yes. I don't want to get in trouble here, but i got to say it. People make salvation by a whole lot of things. But you read your Bible, you find it right front to back. Don't just cherry pick which verse you want, which verse you don't want. It's not about all the things people make it out to be. Salvation is about recognition. Yes. Recognition of what? Who He is. Y'all really believe the Bible? Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That belief in your heart that you recognize that He is the perfect, spotless Son of God and He can wash your sin away. That's salvation. Yes, sir. That's not true, brother. Well, don't like, you don't like verse 4 
and you won't like verse 10, and you won't like the rest of the New Testament, believe. They'll say yes to everything. We gotta, I gotta, gotta love them. Uh, got some loved ones and people that I'm supposed to love, but uh, y'all catch that later. But there's some people, they'll believe anything. Believe anything. Oh, yeah, you, you do this. I mean, it'll, it'll cure this problem. You do this, it'll cure that problem. You do this. I mean, I mean sister got to get so much. I believe if somebody told me, hey, if you, if you gargle dog feces, you, you'll get perfect health. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, let me find some dog feces. I know that's extreme. But they would believe that. You, you tell them and they'll believe it. They'll believe anything. You, you, you tell people anything and they'll believe it and they'll try it. I think people make up new trends just to see how gullible people are. I really do. Put them on TikTok. Yeah, put them on TikTok. There you go, Brother Thomas. You said it. You said it. You try anything. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. But God says, do this one thing. One thing. That's all it takes. The world says, oh, you got to do this diet and this diet, and you need the apple cider vinegar with mother and grape juice, but not too sugary grape juice. And you, and you need castor oil, and you need this pill and this pill and this vitamin and this vitamin. And they'll just keep running to the store to buy them. But God says, you got to do this one thing, and they just won't believe it. That's the Jews' problem. That's their question. They're looking for righteousness. They're looking for salvation, but they, uh, they're looking in the wrong place. Their quest, their error, number two, quickly. We see God's answer or God's supply. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Y'all, y'all see that? Yes, sir. To everyone that believeth. I think it's a pretty good salvation verse myself. The word for here in verse 4 points back to the previous verse. So it's pointing back to verse 3. So verse 4 is going to highlight Israel's not submitting themselves under the righteousness of God. They did not have and have, they did not and they have not submitted to God's solution. They could have what they are looking for if they stopped trying to attain it in their way. I thought about this, I guess it might have been a week or two ago. Thought about using this illustration. Lord didn't give me liberty to, but I believe He wants me to now. Y'all have heard something along these lines, but it doesn't matter if it's a medicine or a gel or a piece of cake, whatever the illustrate, whatever the item is. Say, I have the cure to whatever disease. It cures everything, and I'll put it up here on this communion table. And if you need it, you need healing of any kind, you just come up here and you get it, and it's yours, no questions asked, no giving backs, and it's guaranteed for life. And beyond this life. And you say, well, I got, I got a friend has got cancer. Let's go get, I'm going to get that. Give them some, heal their cancer. Somebody dealing with vision problem. Gonna heal, you, we would line, we'd run, we'd go get it, we'd go get it. To heal whatever the ailment was, Brother George. 100% satisfaction guaranteed, uh, guaranteed beyond this life and the life beyond in eternity. People would bust down the doors and trample each other to get access to that one healing item. But instead, all you got to do is come take it. Come on. Just come take it. That's all you got to do is come take it. And so, I don't believe it's that easy. Come on, God says, you should walk straight shot and get this item. Take it. No, there's got to be a trick. There's got to be something else to it. And they try to go around. And they try to climb. They try to construct structures to get. Well, God says, you just got to take it. That's right. Come 
I think it's Revelation twenty two seventeen. Whosoever let him come, drink. That's all you got to do. Drink. Just come take a drink. But George, just come to God, get a drink, and that's it. No, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta prepare filet mignon. No, it just said, come get a drink. But man won't do it. They're trying to, they're trying to find salvation. They're trying to find righteousness, but they're looking in all the wrong places. They could find what they're looking for if they would stop trying to attain it their way. You can mine for gold. And you can find it. You've got to look in the right spot. A lot of people, they're trying to find theological gold. But they find the greenest spot in their yard to start digging because they think the gold's under the green. That's the septic tank. Somebody help me there. Well, I'm going to go find dinosaurs in my yard. I don't know why, but there is a high correlation of dinosaur bones are in western United States and in Canada. I don't know. I don't know, just, that's, I, Brother Bill, it's just, that's where they're from. That's where they died. I'm going to find a dinosaur out here. Nobody else ever found that dinosaur here. But you're going to find a full skeleton Tyrannosaurus Rex in Dallas, Georgia. Okay. Let me come visit it. Okay, that'll be cool. Yeah, there you go. You might find something Civil War related. You say, what are you saying, Brother Jacob? They're, look, they're looking for something, but you got to look in the right spot. That's right. And it's him. They kept looking in them instead of looking at him. They could be free. They could be free from their efforts. I could bet it's tiring trying to win your salvation yes. and work for your salvation and keep yourself. I bet it's exhausting. Did I, did I do anything wrong today? Let me make sure, Lord, if there's anything... Save me again. What? What kind of life is that? Y'all, y'all, what kind of life is that? Is a horrible life, exhausting. They could be free from their efforts and made righteous if they would just believe. If they would just believe. Let me say this, and I'm wrapping up. I'm right at eight o'clock. The finished work of Christ utterly destroyed the pillars of I will keep religion. I will do religion. I'll be good religion. When Jesus died on the cross, rose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, it obliterated any hopes, any prospects of me keeping myself pure, keeping my... Miss Meyer, it's done. It's been eradicated. There's no need any further to humor that idea. The finished work of Christ nullified the continual search for righteousness. Can I say this? When Jesus died on the cross, was buried, rose again the third day, that declaration was made to the whole world, stop the search. Don't look for righteousness anywhere else. People have tried to find righteousness in men and human practices and earthly uh, suggestion. Can I tell you, righteousness can't be found in any of those things. Righteousness can only be found in one place and one place only. That is the great God of all heaven and earth. Mankind has to look no further. Can I say tonight, listen to me, and I'm wrapping up. If if you're lost tonight, you don't have to be. If you're here tonight and you got lost loved ones, I want to tell everybody the same message. Salvation is possible. 
Righteousness is available. Yes, sir. So I need a whole lot of righteousness. Well, you're in luck because God's got a whole lot of righteous to offer. Yes, sir. Somebody, God can't save somebody like me. Oh, God can save anybody. Somebody just like you. Men, women, boys, and girls can be made righteous in Jesus Christ if they will simply believe by faith. Y'all see it? To everyone that believeth. Don't claim to be real smart. Can everybody tell me what that mark on the paper is right beside the TH? What is that mark on the on the verse? Verse 4, ETH. What comes after the ETH? A period. The sentence is done. Go to heaven. Believe. Believe. The search for salvation. They were looking. They were trying. They couldn't see His righteousness. They were trying to find righteousness in all their own places. And then God says, oh yeah, I'll put an end to trying to earn your own way to heaven. I'll put an end to your searching for salvation. It's Him. It's Him. And how do you get it? By faith. By belief. I wish I could, I wish I could convey to the whole world how simple it is. There is a term that I heard many, many years ago. You've heard the term. And I heard it refuted. But I think I like the term better than I ever have. Some people say... I'm against that easy believism. I knew what they meant, but I like the term. I do. Because that's how simple salvation is. It's belief. You call, one, one preacher tried to avoid that term, said he calls it easy, easy faithism, whatever. It's really that simple. Faith, 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 faith. Say, I don't believe it. Before you come, argue with me. Read, read the Gospel of John. Just check John chapter 3. I agree with Jesus. I agree with Jesus. They had a problem. They were looking for righteousness. And God said, don't look any further. It's found in Him. It's attained by faith. Aren't you glad for salvation tonight? I'm done preaching.